Now before the readings, the prayer for illumination. May God, who is a lamp to our feet, illumine our path and speak to us through his word. Amen. The scripture reading is from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 to 17. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me, because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason, I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 18 to 23. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet such a person has no root but endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in others sixty, and in another thirty. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Just before I pray, I want to share this uh, a personal recollection. It was my first year at Acadia University. The course was Geology 101. Now half the class of 35 or 40 uh, were uh, engineering or science majors. They were keen. This was the course that would lead them uh, to their more advanced degree work. But the other half, of which I was one, saw the course only as a necessary science requirement, 
on our way to an arts degree. And I always thought that memorizing details of the Precambrian or Palazoic or Mesozoic or Cenozoic eras and their 15 subdivisions were seen only as unnecessary burdens, really, to me uh, and likely to some others in the class. For the engineering and science majors, the seed of geological knowledge was falling on fertile ground, destined to take productive root. But uh, for uh, me and a few others, I'm afraid the seed fell on rocky soil. At least that was until I, uh, I got married and life became more serious then. And uh, sometimes the soil does have to be tilled and cultivated. I failed the course the first time around and it wasn't until a few years later when I got serious that my mental soil improved. And now I come to a prayer. Lord, give us a clear vision of the truth, faith in your power, and confident assurance of your love. I trust that the sermon will turn out to be not too long. As you may have heard me say before, nothing shortens the sermon like the smell of the coffee, and even more so today, the, the, the the corn that's out there waiting for us. Now there's a childhood memory of long ago was a visit to my grandparents' place. My mother's parents, Charlie and Susie Titus, at their farm in Lower Millstream. I still remember the feather mattress that I could sink into for the most wonderful of sleeps. My grandfather, who began farming with his mother before he reached his teens because his father had died unexpectedly, he had a unique but uh, ancient way of planting grain. With a pouch full of grain fastened to his waist, he would take handfuls of that grain, handfuls of that seed, and with a graceful sweeping motion would methodically scatter it on the ground. I describe the method as ancient, most ancient, because that is how they did it in, in Bible times. Uh, and as in Bible times, uh, we are told from the reading that some of the seed would fall on rocky ground where instead of taking root, it would be picked up by the birds. Now some of that seed would fall among the weeds and the weeds would choke it out before it had a chance to take root. But most of that seed would fall on good soil in which it grew and produced an abundant crop. And that's how Jesus chose to tell a story, destined to teach a lesson. Typical of so many of the stories that he told, this one is framed really under two words, listen and see. Listen, he seems to be saying, I have something 
to tell you, and you must hear it. Look, I want to show you something, and in just a, a few words, the picture of a man sowing seed on a spring day. So you listen and you look, and you got the picture. God as the sower, and you are the earth, waiting for the seed scattered in various ways, you perhaps in our day, waiting for the seed to be spread from the pulpit perhaps, but sometimes in homes, in hospital rooms, the seed is scattered. The seed is the truth that God came into the world in the life of Jesus Christ, that God came into the world in the man, Jesus. And in his coming, he made life great by suffering so deeply that he made us feel how much he cared. Some are like the hard, rocky soil. They say, life is just too hard, too cruel. It doesn't make sense. Others are like the weed-infested soil drawn by some appeal, but with too many conflicting interests, too busy with too many things, but some hear it and are like the fertile soil. They take it in and they say yes. I hope you get the point that you, so many of you, who come here faithfully Sunday after Sunday, so many of you are the good earth because you have heard the truth gladly, regularly, habitually. I think the point of the story is not that so much of the soil is bad, but that so much of the seed falls on the good earth. And the good earth is people just like you. I think the marvel is that in a world in which there is so much agony, so much tension, so much violence, there are still so many good people. And remember, it's always easy to be cynical. The easiest thing in the world is to doubt and be cynical, especially at this particular time when we are shocked 10 times a day. And what always renews and refreshes my faith is when I thank God for people like you who are listening and waiting for the word of life week after week. And for that, I thank God. And I leave you with this word. Maybe I've uttered it before. Perhaps it could be uttered every Sunday from the Gospel of Luke. Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Thanks be to God. Amen.